Hello, and welcome to episode 46 of Expertise is Overrated, the podcast that takes the time to answer the questions you didn't know you didn't want the answer to. I'm Vib. And I'm Sean, and neither of us has any clue what we're talking about. Indeed. Except we successfully launched season two of a podcast. Ooh, Yay. Go ours. Editor, cue some celebratory noises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not going to happen, That's is it? That's not going to happen. No. Um, although we are back to editing all our episodes, which is good. Yeah, it's, um, yeah I think it, it landed today and nothing exploded, so I think we can be happy. Yeah, we've even got quality control. We have quality control. We have, like, a Trello, which I think makes us a professional project. I think that makes us purely professional, yeah. yeah. I was saying that. I didn't. I never actually double-checked if I uploaded the right episode onto the website, but no one's complained so far, so... <laughs> I've downloaded what I think is the right episode, so we'll see whenever I get a chance to listen to it. If you shout at me later on, though. It would be very funny. But anyway. The, the other reason you're going to shout at me later is uh, your newfound drinking problem. It's not a newfound drinking problem. What's it, well, I, well, it's, it's, it's I me. Mean, it's it's over a season old, your drinking problem. I, I'm, I'm starting to think that I've caused problem. this. I mean, well, it's, well, you seem to be incapable of, of talking to me without having a glass of whiskey in your hand. That's not a drinking problem. That's a you problem. That's a my problem. Yeah, but problem that's what I'm saying. I'm saying. I am your drinking problem. <laughs> Apparently. No, I don't know drink, how I feel about this. My real drinking problem is that I'm running low. That is genuinely a problem, yeah. I need to top up my stash. I only have four varieties to pick from. Only f- Oh, my goodness. Call yourself no. a Scot. It's really upsetting. That is shocking. Um, I've only actually got one uh, bottle of whiskey at the moment. It's really sad. That's really upset. I, I, I'm tempted to ask you what it is, but I think there are so few answers that wouldn't make me more sad. I think we need to move on. Um. Yeah. Well, this is this is part of the problem. Is it's I, I got it for when I finished my PhD, so it's 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 quite old. I've had it for a long time. Um. And. Yeah, it's a distillery that I don't think exists anymore. Rather, a label oh. that doesn't exist anymore. So I'm pretty sure the distillery still exists. That's risky because you don't want the exactly. Uh... Exactly, it could it could be one of those that becomes you know thousands of pounds for a bottle, which seems unlikely. That you have, you've opened it and had some though. Not at all. It's not. It's unopened. It's unopened. Mint condition mm. whiskey. Oh, all right. Never mind our other plans to make millions. This is our plan to make millions. <laughs> yeah, but this is this is my millions. You're not going to get any of that. Yeah, no, I don't have any claim to that one. Um, anyway, we need to, we need to move on. <laughs> yes. One hour later, we all we did was talk about whiskey. We should definitely do a whiskey episode. Let's be real. We though. should do a whiskey episode. That'd be episode. fantastic. I'm not sure what we talk about. I think I'd just sit on, on air and get drunk, but I think that'd be fine. It's not much I'm sure there's, Yeah, I'm sure that there's, a, there's people out there who would want to listen to that. It might make us both more rational somehow. That doesn't sound likely. Anyway, we are not talking about whiskey today. Um, we are talking about heroes, I guess. We are. It's the second time we've sort of covered this style we, of question. Are we turning this into a a segment? Uh, another sort of episode style, do we think? Uh, uh, well, possibly. I mean, we're getting dangerously close to a question that you, ahead of recording, said, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> no, we're, we're not going to peel beneath the curtains, I don't think. We're not going to ask, what is a hero? Because I haven't yet read Hero of a Thousand Faces, and I feel like I need to read that in order to answer that question. But anyway. The question of who is the hero of, so we've covered it before in, in terms of A Song of Ice and Fire. We have. Um, so maybe there is a series there. Um there's there's allegedly a hero in every fantasy story, I think. That's sort of what we're, we're meant to believe, right? Yeah. And so, if that's true, and given fantasy is our bread and butter, maybe we should be asking who is the hero of. Maybe, maybe we should. But let us know in the in the comments. Give us a tweet. Let us know if you would be interested in, in this for other fantasy series, and if so, which ones? Yeah, who's the era of? Insert your um, series of choice. I'm I'm thinking there's a Star Wars episode here where we. I, do, I literally just thought lot. about that as well. But space yeah. opera. I mean, yeah, I don't. Star I don't know. Wars is fantasy in space. 
Doesn't matter. Just don't think about it. The last time didn't go very well, though, did it? Well, well it's the definition it, it, of going well, I suppose. It, it did. I mean, you made some stupid suggestions, uh, and I made suggestions that just didn't really answer the question. Yeah. So I, I suggested that it was Brandon Stark, which I think is backed by evidence and fan theory. But <laughs> All right, flat earther. <laughs> and you suggested it was... All of the Starks, because I don't want Starks to commit. Are, including Bran, so we were in agreement that it was Bran. Yeah, all right, all right. Um, but yeah, go and listen to that episode. I think it's a very good one, episode five. Yes, it um, was It was, It was. was good fun to record. You might have still had really crap mics back then. I can't remember what the turning point was. I think it was after episode five. So for anyone who didn't encounter us then... I know he's going back to listen to that episode. I am sorry. Yeah, but we were funny back then, so you know at least you got that. Yeah, we we at least weren't taking ourselves quite as seriously as we do now. I know. Yeah, it's all got to our heads, really, hasn't it? Thinking, anyway, thinking <laughs> with such hubris that we can tackle this topic. Who is the hero of J.R.R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings anthology? Yes. Uh, in, in many ways, answering the question, who is the Lord of the Rings? Who is the Lord of the Rings? That's, I feel, a different question. Can we keep to just one question, please? Oh, no, you know I don't have the attention span for that sort of thing. Okay. <laughs> so, I don't think at this point we're talking about the Silmarillion or the Hobbit, although they may be illustrative. I think they're illustrative because the Silmarillion. I think you'd be very hard pressed to, to pick a hero because it's just such a meandering series of. It encompasses twenty five thousand years or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just um, one hero. It it really is um, kind of lengthy. In many ways, it's the Old Testament to the Lord of the Rings' New Testament. Um, the Hobbit. You, I guess the obvious answer there feels like Bilbo. Yeah, but is it actually Thorin? Or or Gandalf, indeed. Or Gandalf. Uh, and I'm sure Gandalf will become an interesting one, because... Or Bard? Or Bard. Yeah, and this this exemplifies the problem, right? Is that there are many, um, many characters to choose from who who do heroic deeds, anyway. I mean, Hob- certainly in Tolkien. And The Hobbit is about 200 pages long, maybe, at a push. Exactly, yeah, exactly. I mean, the the real hero of the Hobbit is obviously Elrond, because without Elrond, they they don't you know, leave. They don't leave, and well, they don't open the door. So, <laughs> isn't isn't Elrond just a glorified key? He's like yeah, the pretty first, much. Yeah, yeah. He's like the first key in your Legend of Zelda quest. He is. Yeah, but, but, but in a story where you only need one key to accomplish the mission, <laughs> it's like he's pretty important. <laughs> It's true. It's very true. So following that logic on then, um, I'll start us off with a shout for Hero of Lord of the Rings, which is Elrond. You know, the Council of Elrond, so named, because he's the one who forms the Fellowship. He's the one who ultimately ends up getting the ring destroyed. I'm not having that. Can we agree at least that the Hero of Lord of the Rings is, is is the main driver of good overcoming bad, right? So so are we are we starting off from the Do same premise that the that? people who are on the side of the ring i.e. Sauron, Saruman, Ugluk, Lurts, whoever you want to <laughs> include in that ring of random characters. Um, I, 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 think, I think the hero, although we can probably come back to talk about Sauron and Saruman with a sort of slightly more modern lens, certainly at the time of writing, the hero has to come from the so-called free peoples. Yeah, I think I think that's right. I, I, I don't be... think you could call Sauron the hero. So, he's, he's, so... he's almost not even the main antagonist in many ways, but that's a different story as well. <laughs> no, so, certainly it was not written with the aim of Sauron or Saruman being the, the hero. And I think in order to make the case that they are, you'd have to just basically be being an idiot. Like, I think 
both of us could make a case for it, but we'd be doing so purely for the sake of entertainment. Rather well, we have a special being idiot. Yeah. Uh, we do. Okay, so so fine, we'll put a pin in those as just academic exercises of idiocy. Yeah, we may um, come back to that, though, because we might get bored being serious. It, exactly. Well, I think, that, I think, that okay, implies so, that the answer is very easy to this question. <laughs> so I think you said Elrond as the sort of plot instigator. Yeah. Let's let's try to dismiss Elrond. I mean, I, I, in my heart of hearts, I don't think it is Elrond. So as I much of an elven fanboy as I am, I don't think that you can say Elrond because I don't think that he's a a plot mover. He's almost a plot creator. He's the call to adventure, essentially. He's the the instigating event that forms the fellowship and drives the plot. But to an extent, without, yeah, he's, he's just a quest him, He's the quest giver, exactly. He's the guy with the big exclamation mark above his head. <laughs> that's that's exactly right. And without him, I agree, there is no destruction of the ring. But you could also say that without Farmer Maggot, there is no destruction of the ring. Farmer Maggot's not on our list. God. Uh, without... Yes, audience. Idiots, um, as I said. Well, one the, idiot, anyway. There are, there, are, there are so many people for whom, without them, there is no tale. There's no destruction of the ring. I don't think that can be your sole criteria. And other than form the fellowship and point them in the direction of Mount Doom, Elrond doesn't really do anything. Yeah, I think of... that's I think that's fair. Uh, I think that's fair. I mean, even even if we take the the film plot line, where I guess he's the one who brings Aragorn the sword at the right time. Yeah, it's, yeah just, but, it's just a hard case to make, isn't it? But in the books, he doesn't do that because he gave Aragorn the sword yes. as they leave Rivendell. Exactly, which makes so much more sense. Yeah. But it, it's Aragorn is different. Aragorn doesn't want the sword Yeah, when he leaves. I mean, Aragorn, I'm sure we will definitely come back to. But yeah. but you, so, so I guess we mentioned The Fellowship. Your first book is also called The Fellowship of the Ring. Um, yeah. So sh- should we... True to my style, consider the fellowship as a as a whole, the heroes of the Lord of the Rings epic. But the fellowship don't even make it to the end of their own book intact. The fellowship breaks uh, before the well, end. Well, I mean, the break. fellowship only breaks when the ring bearers board their respective vessels, with one exception being Boromir. No, but the, fe- the fellowship is, breaks the first chapter of the Two Towers. I think, or the last chapter of Fellowship of the Ring is called The Breaking of the Fellowship. Yeah, but the, that... The, fellow, the Fellowship as an entity does not survive the first book, so I don't think it can possibly be the hero. You, you could make a case, perhaps, that all of the constituent elements of the Fellowship together are the heroes, but I don't think the Fellowship as an entity can be considered. And that might be a, a, a distinction that only matters to me. Um. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just going by Gandalf's quote. But it just depends on if it's a, 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 a lowercase f or a, 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 um, a capital F. You remind me exactly what quote. So, so, as Gandalf bids the hobbits goodbye, he goes, well, here at last, dear friends, on the shores of the sea comes the end of our fellowship in Middle-earth. Yes, just lined up that um, you know the, the I will not say do not weep for not all tears are an evil, which yeah, is no, a line that Ian McKellen delivers so beautifully. I know the line. I know the line. No, um, you, just to check, you're sure that's not a Dumbledore quote? No, no, that's <laughs> only one of us makes that kind of mistake, and it is not me. <laughs> no, it's not. <sighs> that is a Gandalf quote <laughs> written by J.R.R. Tolkien. The issue with saying it's the Fellowship is it's a cop-out because everyone that we're possibly considering, I would say, is in the Fellowship. So it almost doesn't engage with the question to say, oh yeah, it's just the Fellowship. So Well, yeah, but I, so I guess this is where an academic argument would, would ensue in terms of 
does a story need a singular hero? But that, yeah, I, I appreciate that. that's a slightly different argument. Uh, but I, mean, I also don't think saying the Fellowship is, in fact, the hero of Lord of the Rings makes sense, actually. I don't, no, I don't think it does, because I think there are too many people in the Fellowship who are definitely not the hero. I think that's right. Like the Sams to... and the Marys and the Pippins, for example. Ooh, you've come out swinging at, swinging at entirely the wrong targets there. Um, or the Frodo's, for that matter. I was going to say the Legolas's and the Gimli's. Well, quite the opposite, right? Because Legolas and Gimli actually show progress in Middle-earth, such as we've not seen in many By years. As he mates. Exactly. That's true, they do. But I don't think their arcs are directly tied to the core plot. No, like, and, and their arc is literally just we weren't friends we, before because we were dwarf and elf, and now we're friends. Yeah, it's not a it's not a big arc. Is because it? Gimli killed one more Urukai than Legolas. Legolas is like, like oh, okay. I don't I don't think that we can say the fellowship because there's too many question marks around too many members of the fellowship. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them are main characters that that play their parts without too much sort of embellishment, shall we say? That's true. They do. Um, so, so there are a few within the fellowship that I, that we could make a case for. I think. I think that's. I would that discount Legolas and Gimli if if you agree. I think that's fine. I think they are quite aggressively supporting characters throughout all three books. Yeah, they're they're serving an important function of broadening out the world, but they're not. They, they can't possibly be considered main characters, even in the stories in which they heavily feature. Yeah, so we can get rid of them. I, uh, the one I discount as well is Boromir. So I, I, I was about to say, I think it's quite interesting that neither of us pointed out Boromir as an obviously not the hero. No. I don't think he's the hero of the Lord of the Rings as a trilogy, but can you make the case that he's the hero of Fellowship specifically? Okay, um, walk me through it. So, so I'm instinctively going to say no. I, I think I'm instinctively going to say no, but if we take the hero's journey to be someone who is... Well, the problem is he's not reluctant at the start, but someone who receives and answers the call to adventure is faced by adversity, is initially essentially knocked down by that adversity, but finally rises to overcome it. And in so doing is transformed by his overcoming of the adversity. Is that not Boromir? In fact, no, I don't think it is. You don't think it is? No, because I, I think he only overcomes his adversity insofar as he has to, he, he realizes he has to play no more part in it. Uh, and J.R.R. Tolkien helps him along in that quest by killing him. Okay, that's an interesting way of looking at it. Because I, I, I think if you don't kill Boromir, he, he doesn't overcome his thing long term. He's not a Faramir, fundamentally. No, he's not. I think Boromir really exemplifies the sort of psyche of man that Tolkien is trying to show us, or or, or your quote unquote common common man, which I know sounds ridiculous in in the context of Boromir, but I, I sort of stand by it. In that there is conflict and there's strife, well, and there's there's moments of there's there's real there's real nadirs and real zeniths. I think that's. Boromir. But isn't isn't the point of Boromir to show us that to be human is that struggle? Yes. And nobility is embracing the zeniths and fighting the nadirs rather yeah. than being constantly at the zenith. No, I, I, I think that is absolutely right, but I think that's why Boromir has to die. Or you have to continue this this constant I don't I don't disagree. I don't disagree that he has to die. I think that would that's the sort of fundamental capstone of his journey is his self-sacrifice yes. for essentially two little idiots from bumfuck nowhere. 
but, but I, and I think and I think his his experience. <laughs> I mean, the the obvious um, sort of character it colors directly is his brother Faramir, but mm-hmm. I I guess his experience is also meant to make us look at Aragorn in a certain way. Uh, now again, that's something they really sort of amp up in the films more so than in the books by a long shot. But this sort of suggestion of well, Aragorn we know is the king. We know a lot is going to ride like depend on him. Yeah. Look at him through the same eyes as you would look at a Boromir and, and realize that he has those same struggles given that he is a man. You know, even though he's got much more Numenorean blood than than the line of stewards. True. And I think that's the serv- that's the that's the role Boromir plays. So I wouldn't be able to call him a hero considering I think he just serves as a um, as a contextualizer for Aragorn. You know, I think that might be the most intelligent thing you've ever said. Wow. Um, well, thank you for listening, everyone. I think I we can end to... it there. With my career is over. Won't to, <laughs> to damn you with faint praise, but because uh, it wasn't a high barrier to get over. But no, I think I think I don't really have a compelling argument against that. I think. Boromir's journey is one of self-reflection and self-discovery through through which he is transformed. And I think that Boromir at the end of Fellowship has overcome his internal demons, essentially. He's at peace with himself, which is fundamentally his issue throughout Fellowship up to that point. But I don't know what happens if you if he survives Fellowship. I don't know whether he's permanently changed or if that, that change yeah. is a process yeah. through which he will constantly be going. And I, and I think that's, that's almost the beauty of it, right? You, you get to make up your own mind. Yeah. Um, and the point is, at, his, at the moment of his death, he was redeemed. Yes. I mean, if you were to use the word who, who is heroic in fellowship, yes. Boromir takes that any day. Oh, yeah, because he gets to make the heroic sacrifice, and that that sort of build from his low point to his high point, it happens so quickly. You know, he goes from trying to take the ring from Frodo to sacrificing his life for Merry and Pippin over the course of what six pages. It's incredible. It is incredibly fast, yeah, but it's it's a real sort of snapping out of madness uh, moment, isn't it? Yeah, and I guess the concern is if it's that easy to snap out of, is it that easy to snap back into? What happens when you next sees Frodo? Yeah. I guess it's the challenge, isn't it? So... And incidentally, that that I will go on to make a case. So I've made a case, I guess, for, for Boromir portraying Aragorn as the hero. Um, yeah. But I think Frodo's role in making Boromir see the light... I think makes make, gives Frodo a really good shout there as well. Um, but they're the obvious ones, so it would obviously leave them to the end, so you have to keep listening. Aragorn and Frodo. Aragorn um, and Frodo. Anyway, yeah, I'm just going to put them out there as, as being the, the key ones. I think, the, I think they're the big debate. So um, it's not Boromir, it's not Legolas, it's not Gimli. That leaves what? four hobbits, a man, and the an angel. Gandalf is. <laughs> Should we do Gandalf next? Oh, I don't want to do Gandalf. Uh, he's so complicated. Because in many ways, he's the sort of... He's like the Skywalker in the Skywalker saga, right? He sort of holds Is the whole thing together though? from the Hobbit onwards. Is he, though? But it, or is but he, he's not hero, is he necessarily. Well, yeah, but he's he. Yeah, actually, that's sorry. That's who I mean. Not not the Skywalker in the, in the Skywalker side. The the Kenobi of the Skywalker side. Yeah. yeah, I think he's. I think he's Ben Kenobi. But Ben Kenobi is is the hero of Star Wars. But that's you know a different debate. <laughs> oh fuck! I hate I hate that you might be right about that. <laughs> you're t- you're doing well this evening. I'm impressed. Ah, uh, just the whiskey that, that's making it sound like that. No, I think no, I think you're actually speaking a lot of lot of sense. Um, I think the issue with Gandalf is he's sort of he doesn't at no point does he grow personally. He I think that's his fundamental the, the thing that's fundamentally standing between him and being a hero. Yeah. 
he is not changed by his experience other than becoming Gandalf the White, which doesn't change his personality. Exactly. It's just, well, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's just a power-up. Yeah. It doesn't change the way he views the world. He, he I mean, he just he just ultimately is Merlin, right? He is the, 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 yeah. the guide. The yeah, wise guide. Right. And he's just a sort of, he's, he's the good counterpoint of um, a Sauron, essentially. You know, when, when you have angelic beings, as you say, sort of change, but don't change over the course of the series. Like Gandalf turning from the grey into the white is a bit like Sauron having a body and then not having one. That's, that's exactly right. That is exactly the, the comparison to make. When, when you talk about change in the context of the hero's journey, it's almost always internal change. It's overcoming something internal to yourself and in yeah. so doing, learning something about yourself. And Gandalf doesn't do that. Gandalf's change is purely external. Gandalf doesn't do that, and I agree that I think that I want to see that in a hero. The the issue is, right, more so than Elrond by a million miles, if you have no Gandalf, you have nothing. Sure, but he's a, that makes him a plot device. It doesn't make him a hero. Yeah, but... <sighs> yeah, no, that that's a fair distinction, actually. He's pivotal to the plot. I don't disagree with that, but so is the Millennium Falcon. I mean, it would be a million miles from the truth to say that that's the hero of Shut Star Wars. Up. You were You were doing well. Don't ruin it now. Come on, the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm, um, I'm I think... With yeah, well, Gandalf sort of occupies the same sort of position as the ring in some ways for me in terms of absolutely pivotal to the entire story and there would be zero progression for anyone. But yeah, I think you're right. That doesn't constitute a hero as such. No, I don't think it does. So Okay, but that's interesting. So are we saying that the thing that mostly makes a character a hero is some sort of progression of character? I don't think it's necessarily, prog- necessarily progression of character, because that's going to be a real flaw when we get to Aragorn. Exactly, as... I think it's about overcoming and being changed by a challenge, specifically. And I think that is true of Aragorn. But the issue is that Aragorn's change is just that he becomes more and more kingly as the books go on. Because he overcomes each challenge and he pits his will against Sauron's right at the very end and wins. Or doesn't lose, I suspect. But I think the point is there, he will have been changed by that experience, but the change is almost, it's, 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 it's not growth, it's just change, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, it sort of does, but growth is such a funny thing. I know, I know. I know. It's like, how does, how does Frodo grow over the course of the story? So I think, I think the problem is that that analysis, which I think is the hero of a thousand faces analysis, but I'm not certain. No, of course uh, not. You'd be on the wrong podcast if you were certain. No, but I, I believe that's not. And I think the problem is it's a structure that is not fully occupied by any one narrative. But if you squint and look at all narratives that have a heroic archetype within them, that is what spits out. So that's that's your sort of meta literature definition of a hero, and then you've got to take that definition and apply it to the book that you're reading, mm-hmm. and squint to make it fit. <laughs> yeah, because it because it's not a perfect definition that works in every circumstance. Because that's not that's not a story. The story is how it differs from the, the definite. But anyway, yeah, but, but it's, it's difficult, right? Because I mean, Boromir is a great example of, of a, a character who's got obvious personal development and growth. Yes, coming right? uh, obvious adversity. Aragorn, as you've already pointed out, yeah, he sort of knows what the goal is, and he just gets there. We should draw a distinction here between book and film Aragorn, because film yeah. Aragorn is per- almost almost perfectly exemplifies that journey um i think more yeah. so than any other character in the in the films so in terms of the films 
I don't see how you can make a case that it's anyone other than Aragorn. It becomes very difficult. Yeah, yeah. I think you've got Aragorn and you've got the Hobbits as a as a as a unit. Yeah, the Hobbits as a collective. Yes, I think that's right. Yeah, but yeah, in the, in the books, he's much more. I know what I have to do. I'm not going to do it. I am the guy who is going to be king of Gondor. There's never exactly. really any question about it in the way yeah. that Viggo Mortensen has. And to be honest, it's but one the of issue, the yeah. Go on, sorry. I was going to say it's one of the changes in the films that I think actually really works because Book Aragorn is a dickhead. Whoa! Like he, sorry, that's not that's not quite fair. Although I think I stand by it. He he's he's. He doesn't struggle. He's far too self-assured to be a compelling film character. It works in books because everything is so, especially when we meet him, is from the perspective of the hobbits. So he's this like distant kingly figure. But I don't think, I think you'd struggle to relate to him on screen in the same way. Well, now there's an interesting point then. Perspective. You're saying it's mostly the hobbits who are in, are in fellowship. It is, yeah, who are sort of anchors to reality. Well, the, I'm going to go off the deep end here, but the the human analogs in the Hobbit, oh, sorry, in the Lord of the Rings, are the hobbits. They're not the men. The men are larger than life, supernatural beings. Our anchors and the stepping off points of the hobbits. So the, the M with a capital M, the sort of the yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. the the Aeromers and Theodens and Denethors. And then when you get to Return of the King, you meet the the, the gate guard Berethil? No. Beragond? Beragond, yeah. Berethor. <laughs> so many Bera something. Uh the guy the guy who hangs out with Pippin. Yeah, uh, and he he's more like us, but by that time Pippin is so changed that it like he he's closer to Pippin. It's it's very cleverly done. Well, I mean, and and you say it's in Fellowship that there are perspective of the Hobbits, but I think it's true throughout the two towers being a little bit of a wobbly one because there's the whole you know Legolas, Gimli, and Aragorn chasing the Hobbits, so obviously there is no Hobbit perspective of that in and of itself. Yeah. Um, but but otherwise throughout yeah we see the sort of ride of the Rohirrim through Merry's eyes, uh, we see the siege of Minas Tirith through Pippin's eyes. We obviously see all of Sam and Frodo through Sam and Frodo's eyes. Yeah. So so there is there is there is a perspective question regarding the heroes, which probably implies it might well be a Hobbit. Um. Yeah. There's <laughs> you mentioning um, Aomer and stuff sort of reminded me um, that. We've, we've glossed over poor Theoden to an extent. Yeah. Who is certainly another heroic character. He's a hero. I don't think he's the hero. And this is the other thing. Right? There's, there's heroes and heroic characters splattered all over the page. Everywhere, the yeah. Eowyn, Eomer, Theoden, all super heroic characters in this in this um, saga. Exactly. Exactly. You've got uh, the Grey Company, basically every single person in that is a hero. Glorfindel rides against the Nine. That's pretty heroic. Actually, okay, yeah, episode's over. Glorfindel. We don't even have to talk anymore. <laughs> Glorfindel spends the War of the Rings with his feet up in Rivendell. <laughs> yeah, because he knows that, Ar- that Saren will come to him and will lose. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, give the man the ring, and then we'll fight. <laughs> yeah, let's make it fair. You know who we haven't spoken about? Galadriel. Ah, Galadriel. Um, I don't want to go as far as saying irrelevant, because that would be wrong. She's called the chief foe of Sauron in the Third Age. Yeah, but it's probably because she's just the oldest one that's left. Yeah, and you know, is is such a huge source of influence throughout the world that yes, yeah, she's absolutely instrumental. But but she's a bit more like a Gandalf. She's sort of w- without her, you don't have this this world in which you can have the good versus evil fight because it would she, probably already be evil. But she is 
presented with temptation and overcomes it and is changed by it. I pass the test, I will diminish, move into the West and remain Galadriel. That is that is a heroic journey in two pages. It, it's, it's a, well, but that's exactly the issue with it, right? Yeah. Is that we meet her, um, she does that, and then we don't see her <laughs> again, essentially. Her again until the last page. Wouldn't that be a, the ultimate con from Tolkien? Is like, the actual hero is Galadriel, and it took me two pages to write her story. <laughs> that I'd actually pretty, really rate that. <laughs> that would be pretty good. But no, yeah, I, think, I think brevity is, is her main enemy here. She's just, she just doesn't feature enough, and so much of what we're told that she does, we're told in the appendices, or like unfinished tales or something. Yeah. It's, it's like one step removed from saying oh, Manwe is the hero, or, you know, even going a step further up and, and going yeah, the hero is the hero, yeah. so yeah, again, no, you need them, but I think that's very true. I was, it was just, just a thought on all these people that we haven't talked about. Galadriel jumped, jumped out as someone that we probably should do. Yeah, yeah. Hero of the First Age and Second Age, maybe. Yes. Amazon would like us to believe. (laughs) Amazon would like us to believe that she's the hero of the second age. But I'm I'm, I'm far too here for Elendil. Anyway, that's a whole other set of problems that we need to discuss on another day. Mm, Yes, I agree. Um, So, hobbits versus Aragorn. I guess we should unpack the hobbits first. Are are all hobbits created equal in the world of Lord of the Rings? No, they're not. They clearly are not. Uh, it, we're told as much in the pages of the Lord of the Rings that Frodo and Sam and Merry and Pippin are special because they follow the call to adventure. Oh, which no, is I'm, a, I'm obviously, I'm, I'm talking about those four within, within oh, that group right. of four, and they all made equal. I'm not here to suggest that bloody the, the proud foot or something is you know on par with Merry. No, I was building up to that. Well, um, you know, people have got places to be. <laughs> all right, fine. Is it is is there? Are, there are, I think, there are, I think, three choices. It's all four of them. It's Frodo or it's Sam. I don't think it can it, it can exclusively be either Merry or Pippin. Yeah, but I equally don't think you could make a case for it being just Frodo or Sam. There's just too much of the story that happens outside of them. Right? If 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 Aragorn doesn't march the free the the men of the West to the Black Gate, Frodo and Sam cannot accomplish their But Frodo and Sam still Frodo and Sam still have to get through Eminware, cross the swamp, climb the steps, get through the cave, overcome the tar, climb the mountain. And face the ultimate, their ultimate peril at the very end. No one else has to do anything of that sort of spiritual magnitude. Hmm, is that I true? Think it, I think it's very, very hard to. I don't know. Maybe it's not. I think I've really struggled to sort of put Frodo and Sam to one side that easily. No, you, you can't put them to one side. They're obviously critical. I think I've, I, I think there isn't a hero of Lord of the Rings just to give the game away here. I, I don't think there is one single hero. I don't think there can be with the way that the story is written. Because you've got effectively two big moving parts. I really don't want that to be the conclusion. Uh, and the issue with one of the arms, the sort of non-Frodo Sam arm, is that that part gets split into two or three, ultimately, right? Where we, we do have Merry and Pippin going on their own separate adventures yeah. and their own character arcs and development. And Aragorn as the sort of, I guess, literal kingpin in that scenario. But it is completely separate, I think, from Frodo and Sam in terms of sort of individual journeys I'm not sure I make myself particularly clear here but I think you know what I mean <laughs> I, th- I think I think I think I'm following you and frankly I don't want to make you try and say that again because <laughs> I know you've all got better things to do with that <laughs> <painful. laughs> 
I was doing so well, okay, today, you know. There's only so much you can expect from me. You feel is... free to do some of the heavy lifting yourself. No, I'm all right. You're doing fine. Is the issue with Frodo that he ultimately fails? If Frodo threw the ring into Mount Doom, rather than at the last claiming the ring for his own, would he be the hero? Now then. Now then. Is it that simple? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It changes so much about him, though, right? Because it probably means he wouldn't have to depart Middle-earth. He probably would not, no. And and I guess building on that, I, I think Frodo not managing it is the only way you can conclude Gollum's story arc. As as another example of ultimate failure in, in, in overcoming your character flaws. The, the, different, the difference is Gollum doesn't want to overcome that character flaw. Frodo does. Well, Smeagol right, right does. Smeagol, Smeagol maybe does. Smeagol does, that's true. And that, that's just a duality, you know, it's, a, it's Gollum versus Smeagol fight that Gollum wins. Yeah, yes, that's true. That's very true. And, you know, you need Frodo to, to bring the ring to Mount Doom so Gollum can ultimately be the instrument of his own demise. Get a little push in the back from Eru. And, and, and this is... Maybe we need to make a bigger deal of this, the fact that there is a, a large element of fate in all this, right? Considering that there is a a script that was literally sung into existence. So Tol- Tolkien himself wrote that Frodo could never have thrown the ring into the into the fire. No one could. It was it's not possible to stand in that place and do that thing. Because the nature because of the nature of the ring and the nature of temptation. So the whole quest was about putting Frodo through his choices and I guess Sam's choices into a position where the hand of Eru could move things in such a way that the ring is destroyed. Yeah. That, now, what's interesting about that statement is that, oh, we suggesting that even Sam wouldn't have done it. You see, I, that's such a good question, because Sam's, Sam overcomes his vision so quickly. Yeah. His vision of power is just like, no, I don't want that. Such is his loyalty to Frodo, which I think is why people want Sam to be the hero. Yeah. But... It, it's it's partly the issue with Sam in some ways. Sam doesn't struggle with anything. Exactly. There's well, I mean, I think that's <laughs> that's doing a bit of, a bit of a service, he but he, he doesn't. doesn't, he, doesn't ultimately. he doesn't. He doesn't struggle with anything on a character level. Like he he carries yeah. heavy things and finds that difficult. But he his sole defining character trait is loyalty to Frodo. Yeah. And at no point is that loyalty challenged. He's sent away by Frodo. And so goes He's sent away from Frodo and so goes away. Like his his loyalty is unquestioned and unquestioning. So he's paid their gardeners some serious money. Yeah, there's something funny going on there. (laughs) Just have a little weed grow uh, side business, maybe. Um, But no, but I think that's that's the biggest flaw with Sam being the hero, is that. He's not challenged. Yeah, I think you're right. He goes. He goes on a literal journey. But he. I don't think he has a heroic arc. It's it's literally it's it's a it's a journey full of hardship, but his hardship is always Frodo. Is, is, ultimately, <laughs> is he? Cha- he's not changed by his hardship. The sound that come. Oh, yeah. no, I, well, not, I, I think not, he. No, he's not. Yeah. He's not changed by his hardship because. The sort of he goes back to the Shire and is elected mayor for like seven times and just marries and has a family and is perfectly happy with his life. And yeah, he misses Frodo and that's very sad. But like Frodo could have died of the flu and Sam would have the same reaction. <laughs> it's true. I, I think I think the best thing we can say about Sam, which probably applies to Merry and Pippin yeah, more so if anything, but but for them it's a coming of age quest almost i think they're more chat more changed 
Maybe, but but Sam, I think, sees himself as just you know a young hobbit in the Shire who just sort of fits in. But and then he goes away, comes back, and you know he's like, "I'm the mayor now." <laughs> I'm the <laughs> mayor now. Yeah, I would quite have like. <laughs> I would quite have enjoyed seeing Sam's election campaign against literally anyone else, and Sam's just like, "No, no, I'm the mayor." Well, because exactly. his closest rivals are probably. Um, Merry and Pippin, who just go off to be like, yeah, like the mayors right. of their own like regions. Yeah, Merry becomes I got the master, called, but... master of the hill, something like that. Yeah, Pippin becomes the old Turk or something. I don't know. But yeah, I think yeah. Sam just comes back and is like, "Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm in charge now." I'm the mayor now. That's just really funny to me. It completely recharacterizes Sam as well, which is great. But no, I think I think that's the, the biggest reason why it can't be Sam is though he he massively suffers for his journey. His journey is not one of self-discovery because at no point does he question no. who he is. The 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 flip side, the counter argument to that, and something we haven't actually discussed yet, is that Sam ends up with with Bilbo and Frodo's book. And writes in it. <laughs> sure. Uh, and so, from a sort of the narrator is the hero sort of standpoint, Bilbo being the one in the Hobbit, Frodo then being the one in in the main quest of Lord of the Rings, and then Sam being the sort of overarching narrator, overarching narrator, either or. Um, um, is the narrator the hero though? Ah, yeah, I don't know. Well, does the narrator give us the perspective to tell the hero's story, whoever the hero might be? It's hard to know, isn't it? I think it is. I think I'm coming. I really don't want the answer to be there is no one true hero, but it's becoming more and more likely because I can't make the case that it's any of the hobbits specifically. But why? Okay, so let's revisit. So why so, can't it be Frodo? Is it just because it doesn't feel like it's Frodo? Is it because he fails at the end? Is it because he fails at the end? But because he, uh, I don't think he overcomes his personal struggle. I guess is the point. He doesn't. No, he doesn't. It's- and, and it's, I, that, it's that failure. He's he's almost changed by his failure, not his success. He doesn't have his third arc turn, third act turn. Well, it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a new reverse card, isn't it? Because I think everyone everyone's thinking, oh, you know, this is going to be so great when he finally throws that ring into the fire and lifts know, that weight from around his yeah. neck, yeah. and then he can't do it. Everyone's like, what? But it's why you why you need Sam there, and in fact, it's also why Sam is there because, you know, from a fate argument, as you said, it, it, you know, <laughs> it's just someone's, how hero intended it to happen. Push Frodo over the edge, and if yeah. it's not Gollum, it's gotta be Sam. Yeah. So, so you can't. I don't think you can call either Frodo or Sam. The, oh, can you call Sam the hero of the Lord of the Rings? I I don't, I don't like it. Can you be I a hero if you haven't really had? an arc. If you don't have a crisis of character, essentially, can you be a hero? He's, he's, he's sort of in the same category as Gandalf in that respect, isn't he? Yeah. Matter of fact, Gandalf changes more, if anything. <laughs> yeah, he is. Sam is just a hobbit Gandalf. I like that analysis. <laughs> Sam is just a hobbit Gandalf. You heard it here first. Am I just misremembering? Is Sam more changed by the experience? Does he struggle more? <sighs> he, he struggles with, well, because he doesn't really struggle with anything. When, when he thinks Frodo is dead, he sort of takes up the mantle. So oh, I guess I did it. Uh, and then he also hands it back again instantly. It's that handing back that I think is sort of both Sam's best and worst argument to be the hero. Because that's that that's almost the single greatest act we see of anyone in Lord of the Rings. 
the handing back of the ring that close to the source of its power when its influence is so strong. Mm. It's just like, oh, yeah, here you go, boss. You know what else, actually? Doesn't Galadriel hand him a Malorn tree seed? Yes. Which he then plants in the shower. That, that, that's a level of respect that's, you know... Yeah, but that's that's respect. That's not... Yeah, but Galadriel will recognise who the real hero is, right? Be less keen on the elves. <laughs> You're the one who's made the coup, tried to make the case for Galadriel. No, I just I'm said we needed to talk about it. I'm not having that. I just said we needed to talk about it. No, 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 no. Okay, well, let's, let's put a what's... pin... Let's put a what's, pin what's in, in Frodo and Sam. Okay, the uh, what, what are you saying? I was going to say, what, what specifically is the significance of a Malorn tree being given other than we should trust well, especially the Elves' judgment? Well, in the context of the Elves are going to leave behind Middle-earth and she's entrusting you know, something that, that is just sort of their lifeblood, right? especially those Elves. She's entrusting that to Sam Gamgee. Yeah, but they're leaving, so what does she care? It's just a nice tree. <sighs> You're a real idiot sometimes, you know. I know. And I, 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 I genuinely... <laughs> it, it, yes, it's a, it's a mark of respect, and it's a, a, a hugely impressive gift. I don't disagree with that. But I don't think it's indicative of anything other than respect. I mean, Gladriel gives Frodo the light of a silver rill captured in a glass vial like that's a huge fucking deal yeah but but that's because she knows he needs to accomplish a quest and it's gonna help him do so that's not the same as like here's this thing that you're going to eventually plant when you've returned from your adventure that you that i know you will survive but maybe that's maybe that's all that sam needs to be confident he will survive is someone telling him he will maybe I don't, I don't but, I, but I also think that Gladriel was fully expecting Frodo to jump into the fire or to be like thrown in. You think? I'm not convinced that she ever thought he would be back. <laughs> That's entirely possible. That That's entirely wrong. possible, actually. I certainly think that Gandalf wasn't expecting him to make it out alive. Ah, see, now, now I come back. I, I, I just. Insofar as Frodo and Sam feel like obvious choices, I can't quite commit to it. I still like Gandalf, you know, as as a shout for hero. But I also don't no. like it. <laughs> no. What about Aragorn, then? What about Aragorn? Another obvious one, but the issue with Aragorn is that he doesn't get the ring to Mount Doom. No, but... He said he plays no part in that struggle. Well, not no part, because he marches the armies of the West against the Black Gate, pulling the orcs out and clearing the oh, path. Of course, of course, but it, but, it, but it requires someone of hero caliber to actually perform the act of carrying the ring. It does. It does, that's true. But I, I equally agree with you that Aragorn's... Um, quest is not is completely instrumental in actually achieving the overall aim which which is which forces me to uh, and, unless we're going to say Gandalf because he's sort of the master uh, mastermind behind all of it the best I think I can do for you is that the hero of the Lord of the Rings is in fact at least Frodo and Sam and Aragorn with outside shouts for Merry and Pippin I think there are outside shouts for Merry and Pippin, but I think they're too tangential to the core storyline. Yeah, it's another example of, of obvious heroes. They're, they're clearly heroes of the, the heroes of their arcs, if you like, but they're not the heroes of the overarching yeah. story. I think that's true. Because I think the, the two of them serve to really, really drive home the point of you can be like the most mundane, slightly troublemaker teenage hobbit, yeah. and still be a thane of gondor you know heroism is the choices that we make exactly is, is the message there which is a very powerful message it is and you know they obviously they're instrumental in the the um, the war of the ring yeah and the freeing of the shire uh, well i sort of don't 
I know everyone thinks that the, the scouring of the Shire is a big deal, and it, to an extent it is. But I almost think that the point of the scouring of the Shire is to show us how changed Frodo and Sam and Merry and Pippin are by the experience of their journey in terms of... Well, entirely. Yes. Entirely, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, I, I, yeah. Sure, that's the only point it serves. It, it's, right. it's just they've come back, and now it's like there's one final test in a lesser evil in Saruman. And they're like, we will just absolutely shit on you, mate. Don't exactly. worry about it. Because we have become heroes, and yeah. we can you know, mobilize our own people to fight so, off this threat. So, is the answer just all four hobbits? Plus Aragorn. I, I, I think oh, there's, there's no scenario in which I can't have Aragorn as a hero. As, as like an instrumental hero. You can't have more than half the fellowship, I think is my problem. Okay, fine. If you want me to pick Gandalf. You don't like that either, do you? No. I just had a, sl- a small fit. Uh, <laughs> well, no. you well, you tell me then. Who is the hero of the Lord of the, Ring, the Rings? Man, I'm really struggling to say it. The, it's, the it's Lord not, of the Rings. It's not flowing off the tongue. Um... Who is the hero? I think it has to be Aragorn. Because he does everything right. But has no... But does he have an arc? He, he has no arc. Well, I mean, he, he does. Uh, maybe we're just being unfair, right? Because he, he still suffers much, hardships. He has a much smaller arc, I guess. He couldn't go. He couldn't go back to Rivendell and go back to being Estelle. Yeah, he effectively single-handedly revives an entire line of kings, right? Yeah, and restores the, them. I think we're being almost too. We I'm being almost too literal about what what a heroic arc is. I think Aragorn's arc in Fellowship from Ranger in the Wilderness to High King of Gondor is a heroic arc. Yeah, and I mean, I guess, you know, as well, this is the man who enlisted in the service of um, is it Thengel, right? Thengel's father. Yeah. Just, just as a sort of ranger, and then when he steps foot in Edras the next time, he literally procre- proclaims himself and shows off Narsil like an Anduril at that point. Yeah, and is like, yeah, I'm back, and I mean business now. <laughs> it's, it's a very much. I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum. Yeah, but are, are we being knows. unfair? Maybe Aragorn just makes his struggle look too easy, but that... it's still a struggle. That might be actually right. The Aragorn struggle, because we're very very seldom inside his head. Mm. We don't see his struggle in the same way as we see Frodo's or or Sam's. But I think it's I think I think he has. If we can only pick one, I think it has to be him. <sighs> I so want to agree with you for once, but I can't. No. And it's well, not I'm because good. you've said something idiotic for once. That that's not it. It just doesn't feel right. I just I just feel you're ignoring half the storyline, which is which is happening geographically elsewhere. <laughs> which I think comes around to this. Maybe there isn't one hero. Maybe the Lord of the Rings is a complicated enough narrative that the answer is there are too many plots for just one hero. There is no unifying plot. There's no unifying person who pulls all the threads together at the end. Is that or is Gandalf? Or is Gandalf? <laughs> I'm not having. I'm not having Gandalf. You get, but, but no. But let's but let's be real about this, right? Gandalf shows up sometime in the Third Age, and for thousands of years, labors to undo the effect of Sauron. Sure. Then he does that. He's more or less the last character we ever see. You know, Sam, uh, Merry, and Pippin being exceptions. <laughs> but with with, with Gandalf leaving Middle Earth, the story ends. 
the saga of the rings ends there. But he's 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 oh, just <laughs> he's just the hand of God. He's just Deus Ex Machina yeah. made flesh. Maybe it's the Elven rings that are the heroes. I don't know anymore. Because <laughs> when they leave, the story's over. Also, when Frodo leaves, the story's over. Also, when, sto- when Frodo leaves, the story's over. And Bilbo. <sighs> hmm. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be definitive and say that definitively, it's not a question that we can answer. <laughs> no, no. Well, I think your previous conclusion was was correct. It's a story that requires so, many heroes for it to work. Aragorn is the hero of his arc. And he's also the hero of like Legolas and Gimli's plots. That that whole plot about the fellowship up to the falls of Ross and then the hunt and then the trip to Minas Tirith and all of that via via Helm's Deep. That's Aragorn. He's the hero, no question. And then the Ringbearer's story. I guess it's probably Frodo, but I don't like it. <laughs> but and then the bit up to the up to Ross, it's probably Boromir because he's the one who's showing them up. It's just it's almost too good a story. I think that's the problem. It, it's too, it, it's too deep and it's too complicated and it's too connected, but also not connected. That boiling it down to this person is the hero is just a fool's errand. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think on that conclusion. Yeah, I think that's my conclusion. <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately I can't disagree with you as much as I would like to. But I, I guess it does open up a, a um, series to us. Do fantasy stories need heroes? Singular heroes? Or do they in fact more often have collectives who together um, you know do the thing. I should be a writer, you know, for verbal skills Collectively like that. Collectively do the thing. <laughs> and then they did the thing and everyone was happy. And then, and then, and then. <laughs> um, see, if you'd asked me that before we started, I would have said yes, absolutely. A staple of the fantasy genre is a defined and recognisable hero. Is that true? No, I don't know. I'm trying to think of where that's actually the case. I know, this is what I... Even where there's a hero in the title, like Harry Potter and the... There's so many cases to be made for him not being the hero. (laughs) Not not the sole hero. I think Harry is the hero of Harry Potter. Obviously not. (laughs) Well, we've got our next... Who is the hero (laughs) hero of Harry Potter? Yeah, I'm I'm broken. It's Which is different yeah. to uh, Harry in the Dresden Files, who obviously is the hero. But I think there's a narrator yes. right there. Well, I mean, let let us let us know a if you if you think that we're right that the Lord of the Rings essentially has no one hero. Yeah, I'm genuinely curious to hear what people have to say on this because. I know it's a t- topic that does the rounds on social media fairly frequently, and there's lots of... What? Oh, we're definitely the first to have asked this question. Oh, sorry. Are we? I I say that about everything without ever actually checking. No, no, brand new. Oh. Look at us being novel and interesting. <laughs> Idiot. Fair. Uh, no, but let us know that, and then also let us know if you would like, like us to do a series on who is the hero of and as well answer the big question does it do fantasy stories need heroes I think all that remains is to say thanks for listening to this episode if expertise is overrated no doubt we've said some things that were either objectively wrong or downright offensive as ever feel free to let us know rate the podcast and leave us a comment or drop us an email at expertise is overrated at gmail.com Tweet us at Zero Expertise. 
check out our website, expertiseisoverrated.podbean.com, or come join us on our Discord server. If you're lucky, we might just argue with you in one of our upcoming episodes. If you're really lucky, we might call you an idiot. Come back next time for some more absolute nonsense. Thank you.